Welcome to National Transport Podcast, Episode 6. My name is Alex, and in this episode we'll be looking at the Bus Industry Performance Report, the Sands Coach Park, Transdev York's new route, and Go Ahead Dublin's new route. And of course, we'll be interviewing David Squire of Yellow Buses of Bournemouth. So, enjoy the show. Bus Industry Performance 2019 results were recently released by the Passenger Transport Monitor, PTM, and analysed the accounts of 107 operators around the country for 2017-2018. The report showed that profits earned by bus operators in Great Britain last year fell for the third year in a row. The fall in profits follows the continual decline of passenger numbers which has resulted in the loss of jobs and reduced investment levels. The report also showed that operating profits were down 7.5%, while operating margins fell back to 6.2% from last year's 6.7%, being the lowest level since 2006-2007. PTN reportedly estimated that operators need to earn 8% or more in order to meet financial obligations and further to this invest for the future. The report also noted a fall of almost 20% in capital investment outside the capital, down 80 million to, to 332 million. A further 2% fall in employee numbers, meaning that 12,000 jobs have been lost since the start of the recession. A new market share estimates confirm that Stagecoach is still the market leader by turnover with 21.5%. Go Ahead Group is now second with 15.4% closely followed by Arriva on 15.3%. Outside London, Stagecoach has a share of almost 26%, with First Group still second on 21%, and bus operators in the northeast of England earned the highest level of profit in 2017-2018 at 10.1%, followed by the West Midlands on 7.9%. Margins in the southwest were the lowest in the country on 2.6%. Chris Cheek, the author of the report's editorial, said that the decline is due to economic and social changes, for example, the fall in high street footfall to shopping shifts online. He concluded, however, it is easy to glimpse at the possibility of a bright future for the bus in the UK. It is more difficult, although, to plot a course forward reaching it. The Sands Coach Park will be replaced with a park and ride on the edge of the city. Durham County Council has announced that the Sands Coach Park will close on August 12th and a temporary coach park will be open from that date at the Park and Ride facility at Belmont. The Park and Ride is less than 10 minutes drive from the city centre and there are spaces for 12 coaches. The move will go ahead despite caution from the CPT who cited major concerns about the loss of central coach parking space, say using a Belmont will make visits to Durham less attractive. Parking is free and drivers have access to toilets and facilities for cleaning coaches. Coach drivers will also have free travel in and out of Durham City Centre from the coach park on the Durham Park and Ride services. This free travel is available from 700 hours to 1900 hours, Monday to Saturday. On Sundays, the service is not available. A new coach park will accommodate 30 coaches is planned for the Belmont Park and Ride and is expected to be opened by the end of September. The new coach park will be free and provide coach drivers with access to better facilities, enabling drivers to empty chemical toilets, clean their vehicles and use existing on-site washrooms at the site. 
Passengers can still be picked up and dropped off at the coach drop-off point in Freeman's Place, where Durham pointers will continue to meet to greet the services during the summer season. On to Transdev York. New routes in York from Sunday the 1st of September. We're delighted to let you know that we'll be taking over a number of bus routes in and around York from Sunday the 1st of September. We'll be taking over the 24, 25 and 26 from Arriva. The 24 will run every hour, with the 25 and 26 running every 30 minutes from Fulford to York, and hourly from Thorpe and South Bank. We'll be investing in a fleet of brand new low emission buses for these routes, so look out for them hitting the road very shortly. Our full range of amazing value tickets for around York can be used on the 24, 25 and 26. The York Day, £4.50. The York Weekly, £17. The York 28 Day, £55. You'll be able to buy tickets from the driver using cash or contactless on our app, TransDevGo. There are just one other change to tell you about. From the 1st September, the evening journeys which we currently run on the 10 will be run by First York, who also run this bus during the daytime. On to Go Ahead Island now. Dublin is getting a brand new bus service as Go Ahead Island launched Route 197 between Ashbourne and Swords. It has finally been confirmed that the National Transport Authority of Ireland has given the go-ahead for brand new and highly sought-after bus service in Dublin. The Route 197 between Ashbourne and Swords via the R125 will operate by the bus company Go Ahead Island. The new service will operate on an hourly basis on all days of the week. The service is planned to implement later this year. It is a service that has been highly requested for years, with locals crying out for a regular bus service that connects the Meath town to Dublin. According to the description of the proposed route sent to the National Transport Authority, the bus service is required to operate 17 daily return services Monday to Saturday, and 14 daily return services on Sunday, in cursive of public holidays with the exception of Christmas Day. Services will primarily have one hour headway, except for PM peaks which will operate at one hour and 15 minute headway. And now, for the interview with David Squire of Yellow Butters of Bournemouth. Good morning, my name is David Squire. I'm the Managing Director of Bournemouth Transport Limited, which is um, known as the iconic Yellow Buses in, uh, in Bournemouth and the surrounding area. Um, we uh, launched a management buyout from the French Transport Group, RATP, which owned us, um, and that was back on the 1st of July, so we've now been trading independently for six weeks. Awesome. Um, I see that you've worked for companies like Warrington's Own Buses and First Bus. Uh, what do you think you can bring with your experience to Yellow Buses of Bournemouth? Yeah, I mean, I mean I've had a very uh, very career o- over the years, um, uh, for, for, uh, over 40 years now, um, career busman. Um, I think uh, what I bring is, is actually um, the, the, the benefits of having worked for, for a number of operators, both large and small, in different parts of the country, and both bus and, and coach, um, because actually, <laughs> oh, sorry, fire alarm test gone off. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I think um, what that brings is, is a more balanced view because you, you see the way things are done in different parts of the country. And with, with the bus industry, there's no one size fits all. You know, it, it, buses are all about the local area and, and having that knowledge and being able to um, seek out opportunities uh, uh, as well. Awesome. Um, do you have any major plans because you've got a like go ahead in your area, obviously contesting. 
Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we 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 used to compete fairly heavily with, with um, Go South Coast. We, we've um, we kind of wound that back now because um, you know that 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 wasn't working for for us, and uh, we've concentrated on on our own um, area in in particular, uh, making sure that our services are, are punctual and reliable and. And the benefit of doing that is it's is given us now uh, consistent growth on our main corridors. So we, we've we've wound back from the competition. Um, but having said that, you know there are always opportunities, and we we've done a few minor um, alterations to to extend um, some of our services uh, during, during the summer. And in, in both cases, that, that they've worked. Uh, but what we've been very careful to do is to go different ways to the competitors so that we're not trying to just replicate what they're doing, but to form form new markets and, and create our own markets. And, and in both cases, we, which we've done with the, the 1A going to New Middleton and the 6 going to Wimborne, we, we've created new links. Awesome. I see you've also got new coaches for your National Express work as well. Yeah, National Express is a very important part of our business. It, it's um, it's a quarter of our turnover. Um, so we operate um, the 035, which is Poole and Bournemouth to to London, um, and the the route is 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 one of National Express's sort of uh, best performing routes in terms of passenger growth. Because um, ironically, the the rail service from Bournemouth takes about two hours to get to London, and it's about two hours by coach. So there's no um, uh, time differential in choosing a coach, but what, what you do get is a price differential. So um, the route is pretty well 24/7. We've we've got coaches operating uh, on that service, and I said the route has grown. And they were very keen um, when vehicles came up for replacement to get the larger capacity uh, triaxle coaches. So we've now got five of those operating on the service, with, with more coming next year. That's very really good. With uh, in the, the the environment's a big, obviously a big thing in the industry right now with electric buses and hydrogen fuel cells and Euro five and possibly Euro six. Do you think that would have an impact on the company, or do you think you'd be stay one step ahead of the game? Um, yeah, yes and no. I mean, Bournemouth <laughs> itself doesn't have a particular climate issue. Um, but what we now have um, locally is, um, as a result of local government reorganisation, there were nine local authorities which which have merged into two. So our new local authorities called Bournemouth, Christchurch and Poole, BCP. And um, that caused quite a, a lot of contention when the merger was kind of forced by the government um, on them. But what we've now got as a result of that is a unity alliance um, of lots of different parties governing the uh, the council. So it is led by Greens and, and Lib Dems. So because of that, <clears throat> there is very much a, a climate agenda um, in the in the area now, which there didn't really used to be um, when it was a Conservative council. Um, so they they actually um, declared um, a climate emergency um, last week. And you know, as far as we're concerned, we 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 see ourselves as playing our part in uh, delivering more passengers by bus and, and having less um, pollutants coming out of cars. I think um, Euro Six is given a a, a bad press, um, or diesel is given a bad press uh, generally, whereas a Euro Six engine bus with um, all the technology that comes with that puts out far less pollutants for, for the Euro Six engine car. So I think. Um, as an industry, we we probably haven't really 
um, been uh, good enough at kind of marketing the benefits of, of Euro 6 because electrics and, and hybrids and things don't don't work in, in every area. Um, and then obviously there's some significant investments required in, in putting in those kind of vehicles. Um, our town is, is pretty pretty hilly and we looked at whether we could um, operate a circular service um, using electric vehicle but looking at the ranges that were being quoted by the manufacturers we, we couldn't actually get a 12-hour um, a day out, out of the vehicle without um, giving it significant downtime in the middle of the day for charging. So I don't think it's quite there in terms of the technology that we need for, for this town um, just yet, but I'm sure with the advances in technology that, that will come in time. Awesome. I mean, I see you started in the bus company in the 70s. How much do you think the industry has changed from then to now? Well, it's completely unrecognisable. I mean, that's a really interesting question, actually, because I think um, a lot of people hanker for the so-called um, good old days, but I'm not sure at the time they probably did seem good, but looking back, I'm not sure they were. I mean, I, I started as a trainee with a bus company called Croswell, which was part of the National Bus Company, and basically we were paid by the local authorities to run the, run the network. Um, so there was no... Um, uh, opportunity to um, try new things. There was um, very little sort of marketing done, and it was just kind of taken for granted. And it was almost, uh, um, you know, that uh, you you would walk in and have a job for life. And obviously, all, all that changed with um, Mrs. Thatcher's government and all of the state industries being privatised and introducing competition. And I, I, and I would say that actually, you know, on the whole, that has been good for the industry because it's allowed. Um, entrepreneurs to, to to flourish, and the, you know, if you look at sort of um, modern marketing compared to what it was like in in, in the 70s, I mean, it's completely chalk and cheese. And you just wouldn't believe you're looking at the same product. So I think, you know, from from my point of view, um, you know, I've I've worked at some some great companies. It's been absolutely fantastic at, at, at delivering the products. And you know, at the end of the day, it's not rocket science. I think sometimes we we can overcomplicate things. It's about having a a driver in a bus that's clean and presentable, uh, reasonable levels of furs that actually turns up at, at the time it's supposed to. And, you know, that element has never changed. Mm. Some would argue that by saying that you only have three major bus companies now all uh, taking over the area. Well, I, I mean, that, that that's, that's set to change, isn't it? I mean, if you think in, in terms of nationally, Stagecoach is, is the biggest. Um, First Group and Arriva are both up for sale. It's likely that, that certainly First Group will be split up because of uh, competition concerns. Um, and, you know, clearly the business model for Arriva is going to change as, as their soldiers as well. Um, so I, I think that actually um, we could end up with a, a far more diverse ownership model um, in the UK because of those two things happening. I mean, sure, you know, the likes of Go Ahead and National Express could increase um, in areas where they're not currently represented but there will be places where you know the, the big groups will, will struggle to take on um, subsidiaries of, of both first and Arriva and I think there could well be more management buyouts you know particularly across parts of first um, and I suspect that um, you know there could even be new entrants in, in into the industry so so it's gonna be an interesting time I think the next 12 months to see how the, the ownership model um, kind of matures with, with, with these later sales I, I agree it'd be more independent bus companies hopefully 
yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I, as I said before, I mean, I think, you know, buses are local and, you know, it's, it's completely different to having a national brand like Tesco or something. You know, there, there is no national brand for, for, for bus companies because, you know, the nearest we've got is Stagecoach, but there are obviously large parts of the country that, that don't have a Stagecoach uh, service. So, so actually, you know, I, I think um, that buses being owned locally where you've got you know companies that are big enough to have the economies of scale to uh, to deal with sort of cost issues um that that is potentially something that could happen a lot more in in, in the future and it's been interesting that since we announced the management buyout here um how how up for it um the, the major uh, businesses in 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 the town are and, and the politicians i mean they're all so so pleased with with, with what we've done um because they they don't like these anonymous um, big companies that are kind of imposing themselves on them. So, you know, it's certainly been good for us. Well, the word renationalisation has been thrown about by Labour lately. Do you think renationalisation could work, or do you think that companies like Stagecoach would never give up their huge behemoth companies? Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm sure that Stagecoach would never give up, but I mean, I, I've got, you know, I, I've, got, I've got mixed views. I mean, having grown up in a nationalised environment, um, you know, you, you, things were pretty well taken for granted, and um, you know, I, that's, you know, I think we did a reasonable job at the time, but but certainly, you know, times have moved on, and you know, politicians talk about falling passenger numbers and somehow that's the result of actions taken by commercial operators where I, I would argue see, see the bigger picture you know of course passenger numbers are, are, are dropping you know it's, it's obvious they're going to be because of what's going on you know if you take the high street if less people are going to shops because of um, online shopping then that's less people traveling by bus to go to those shops so so actually there's a whole load of other things at play and and falling passenger numbers you know across the across the across the country are, ju are just part part of that and you know the bus companies need to do um more to reinvent themselves and market themselves and you know the, the real opportunity is to attach ourselves to the climate agenda um so i think you know in, in our case um we certainly had falling passenger numbers for for a number of years some of which was was uh, from competition but some of which was actually we weren't doing a particularly good job now we've changed the ethos of the company and you know making sure that our services are punctual we, we've got that growth again and i don't think it matters um, who who owns and operates the, the the buses? You've got to do a good job. What I do think matters is that councils are um, not particularly good at operating commercial facilities, um, be it cafes or buses or anything else. So I think you know you need to have the the experts um, doing doing those roles that are able to deliver um, locally. And I think um, you know you see that with some of the remaining um, municipally owned companies so you know uh, companies like Lovin in Edinburgh um, Nottingham um, do a really good job um, but if, if you then sort of look at the very small ones they, they struggle because they're probably too small um, you know our, our kind of size with you know we've got about 140 vehicles and uh, roughly 20 million pound turnover is probably the optimum size but actually you know it works for us that's really cool Ah, that's, that's all I have question-wise. Okay.
Uh, one thing I, I wanted to mention, actually, which, which is just worth um, discussing, yeah. um, trans Transforming Cities Fund. So this is a, a government fund um, which was announced by the then Chancellor, um, Philip Hammond, and um, he invited um, non-metro uh, councils and non-mural uh, uh, councils, so in other words, really the, the smaller areas around the country, um, to bid for this fund. Um, and basically the, the money is for um, uh, public transport and active walking and cycling and so on. Um, but it's all designed to um, beat congestion because you can't build your way out of congestion. So they announced um, 10 areas had got the Transforming Cities Fund uh, money um, last year. And there, uh, Bournemouth had, had applied and um, didn't get it. We, we were told we were we were pretty close, um, but it, we just you know just just didn't um, uh, get it. Uh, then there was a surprise in the autumn statement last year when he announced that he had enough funding to do two more areas. So um, the two runners-up, which was Bournemouth and uh, Chorley in the northwest. Um, were granted the TCF um, funding, so we so we're currently working through a process with other um, stakeholders, but it's being led by BCP Council, um, and we were expecting um, to finalise the the bid um, in November, and then to hear at some point in the new year, um, you know how how much of the the funds we're going to get. So it could well be. You know, 50 or 60 million pounds spent over a, um, a very short um, time frame of, of three years, but it's all about bus priorities and um, uh, speeding up the bus journey, so better um, bus lanes and things, um, but also um, information and, as I said before, also includes uh, green uh, active walking and cycling um, elements to it. Um, so that it's pretty exciting and um, you know it is truly transformational and once in a lifetime opportunity to sort out some of the congestion issues if you look at Inric's data or TomTom you'll tend to see that Bournemouth always appears in the the top 10 or top 20 of worst congested places in the UK and in most of those lists Bournemouth is the, the, the one place that's not a big city you know so places like Bristol and Belfast are always on there but, but uh, Bournemouth is, is not a city um, so for us I mean we, we see this as being really exciting and it, it was um, one of the reasons why we thought the, the, the management buyout would be uh, positive because we can take advantage of that opportunity when it presents itself um, hopefully will start to happen next year so that that'll be um, really good in terms of speeding up our services and making them even more attractive and you know we're already conversing um, uh, bus workings from single decks to double decks to cope with increased capacity and we, we can see those services um, getting um, greater frequencies as, as, as um, people switch from from cars. Oh, that's really interesting. I'd have about to do some digging about that. Yeah, yeah. Search, search for transforming cities funds. So there's there were ten places announced, but at one, uh, the funding. So on the south coast, I think we've got Plymouth and Southampton and Portsmouth. I think were were, um, were accepted. Um, and as I say, Bournemouth um, has, has managed to uh, go in as one of the extra two areas that were selected um, last year. Ah, thank you very much. Plymouth's my hometown, so oh, right. look into that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you very much for your time.
No problem at all, Alex. Good to talk to you. Have on you. Have a good day. Cheers. Bye. And that's all we have time for this week. Special thanks again to David Squire of Yellow Buses of Bournemouth for joining me on this show. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we have a Twitter at Podcast National, a Facebook page at National Transport Podcast, Instagram, Podcast Plymouth. And if you want to join in with the show, you can send us a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash NATTP. Thank you and see you next week.